Welcome to It's the Jacket. I am Dave Demarest. He is Anthony Dottavio. What is up, sir? What is going on, my friend? Not too much. So we're moving right along here in Season 3, Episode 10, to save us all from Satan's power. This is directed by Jack Bender, who previously directed Episode 5, Another Toothpick. This is also the shortest episode of the season, clocking in at a crisp 45 minutes. What are your initial thoughts on this episode? Uh, It was... I, I enjoyed this episode. You get a lot of uh, backstory, and uh, it's Christmas in Soprano World, um, where we see uh, a couple of different storylines going on here. We have the flashbacks to thinking about uh, Pussy um, back in the days when he when he could have actually turned. Um, we see the deterioration of Jackie Jr. And yeah, further. Further down the line with Tony, and also we get uh, the the greatest Christmas list ever for Tony. Yeah, he's yeah. got a pretty solid Christmas list there. Yeah, so we we see a lot of people that have previously died. Gigi's back in this episode, even though he just died a couple episodes ago. Uh, who else? we see? Jimmy Altieri is like in the background. Did you notice him? I did. We also get what's it called? We get. Uh... Senior, Jackie Senior. Yeah, Jackie Senior's throughout this episode. Good to see uh, Michael Rospoli there. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of old faces here, and we're juxtaposing between the present and the past. And like, so forty-five minutes. There's really like no fat in this episode. You did mention, uh, you did mention Jackie Junior there. This is he further deteriorates. We see like a little bit stepping into the darkness each episode. And now he's kind of fully on the ass with Tony by the end of this one because he, Tony just beats the shit out of him. This is, I would say this is like a fun TV fight to watch, but it was just really very one sided. He just really like just manhandled him, and rightfully so. Like you're dating the head of New Jersey's mafia family's daughter. Yep. And you're gonna go to a, a you're gonna. I don't know. It just it just seems so stupid. He's made such stupid choice after stupid choice this season. Another thing I noticed the in the beginning of the episode, Tony is waiting for Paulie on the Asbury Park boardwalk. Yes. Yeah, this is where uh, my my mom actually on our we took uh, family photos on her 60th birthday. Basically, the same spot that Tony and Paulie were standing at. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was fun. I, I recognized that right away. Uh, I don't get caught. I don't be. I don't make myself caught dead on anywhere in uh, the beaches because I hate beaches. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we're on the boardwalk. We didn't take any. Uh, we didn't take any beach photos. But yeah, nice place. There's like when we see Paulie walking in. There's a bar there. That's that's kind of a fun spot. Hmm. So it was closed. It was definitely closed at this this time of the year where Tony and Paulie were. But in the summer, it's a fun spot. So good, uh, good. It's always good to see the scenery. You don't see it. This is North Jersey, not where we're from. I, I know. I, I think at one point Johnny Sack mentioned he had a condo in Point Pleasant, which you know I'm in and out of every day for work. Okay. So yeah, just always good to hear the references to the places you're at. Why don't we just get right into it? We'll go into our favorite scenes here. You got it. Uh, the first one I have here written down here is the first flashback. And this is where we see Jackie and Pushy for the pussy, pushy, pussy for the first time. 
they're watching the OJ trial, which is a, a nice little flashback because that's basically 1995. It's kind of all you saw on the TV. Is that the, the OJ. is that the first flashback? I thought the first flashback was on the beat on the boardwalk. Yeah, well, they start off there in the they're in the restaurant. Oh, you're right. you. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah, they start in the rest. They start in the restaurant, and then they they're they end up on the boardwalk. They're walking there, yeah, because apparently Junior hijacked one of Jackie's trucks, which is kind of funny because in the beginning of the the series, the conflict between Tony and Junior is based on Chris <laughs> and. Chris hijacking one of Junior's trucks, so it's it's kind of it was ironic to say you know these guys don't really have any moral compass, so to say one's a hypocrite is probably a moot point. But yeah, Junior apparently hijacked one of Jackie's trucks, and this is a beef between the two in '95. And which Pussy was doing the uh, the basically the uh, setting up the meeting. Yeah, he was mediating that this between. Junior and Jackie to have a sit down to talk about this. And they do a little foreshadowing here. He's he's talking about his money problems and Tony just flat out tells him, you know, don't push the H, which is what ultimately gets him, you know, as a witness for the federal government. Yeah, because Jackie says to him, hey, listen, you need anything, let me know. Come to me, you know. Cause and then he was talking about how hot it's getting with the drugs with, you know, with because it was becoming more of an epidemic at that point where they were looking deeper into that. Yeah. So he's talking, you know, he's, he's completely, he's not complaining, just telling the, the, dip, the struggles of life, talking about college tuition for his children and everything. And yeah, you could, you could tell he, he's stressed and I don't know. I don't know at this point, do you think he's flipped at this point? Cause they really, like most things, Chase leaves this kind of ambiguous, leaves it leaves it us up to us to decide. Do you think he's flipped at this point or it's gonna come later? I think it comes later, and I'm gonna bring that up in one of my scenes coming up. But yeah, I think that was later on. Uh okay. what I felt because they they break it down the right way to to, you know, because when uh Tony and Silvio have uh the meeting in the basement. Right. They they bring it up there again. Uh, what's the scene you got? Uh, I have. Um, I went to flashback number two. Okay. Speaking of that, that's what this is when I think he you find out he turns because now we have, like you mentioned, Gigi comes in with the uh, junior. Yeah, and apparently he's like just muscle for junior at this at this point. He's kind of a nobody. So he what's it called? You you see that they're asking where the hell pussy is yep and then you know junior comes in he's like he set up the he set up the meeting and he's about to leave and he's like you know i wouldn't let anything happen to my uncle right and then they sit there they have the sit down and then you you see pussy come in and everything and then like you know where you've been like oh i was with some girl and everything it gets down to but right before it right before the flashback happens you have tony with silvio discussing when do you think he turned yeah so they're kind of juxtaposing these the president in the past here and to- pussy comes up with the story that he was in the hospital with his guma's mother i forget I don't, I don't remember if he said the illness or anything but it seemed like you know a, a story that if if your friend bails on you for if you were supposed to if your friend just bails on you you were supposed to go out or something for and no reason they don't show up and they come up with this story 
you know, it sounds so crazy that you think to yourself, you know, is he full of shit or, or whatnot, but it doesn't seem like this is something pussy does often. And this was kind of a big sit down. This was, you know, junior and Jackie, two very high up figures. Well, Jackie at this point is the boss and junior obviously is junior. So these are two very powerful individuals about to have a sit down brokered by this guy who just did not show up to it. So, you know, that wouldn't be for any other reason other than something as major as you just turned uh, informant for the federal government. Yeah. It's, it's weird because um, with everything that's going on, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? Sorry about that. Uh, no, you're good. Um, with everything that's going on, you know, you see him come in and like, you see him like answering to Jackie. He still looks a little bit bitter. In that He's way. off. He's off yeah. a little bit. But it was a good scene, a good setup, and this will get into my nitpicks later about everything that's going on in this scene, too. Sure. What's another one you got? I got uh, Tony and Furio in the cab, and this is where they they, they beat up the, the Russian. They get their, Well, Tony gets his retribution for the Russian who beat up Janice, even though Janice probably deserved every, everything she got for, for stealing Svetlana's leg. Well, um, it doesn't need a native driver, so it's okay. right, right. <laughs> yeah, Furio, good Furio scene here. He's really funny. We don't see the actual beating, but they get into this guy's cab. He's a he's a cab driver. They wind up finding him through uh, Slava, who Tony is doing some money laundering through, and that's kind of his Russian connection. They find this guy there in the back of his cab, and then we don't see the beating, but we see later on that he was thrown through a glass window. He's underneath a sled. It's kind of funny to to see him underneath that sled. I, I thought that whole thing, that whole sequence was funny. And then, then you see Janice seeing it on TV and crying about her song. <laughs> Everything like, you know, like we forgot that the part we're missing is the brother. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, she's, she's so overdramatic and it's just so funny. But and this is where she's still with uh, Aaron and she's still, you know, she found Jesus and everything. Good for her. Have you heard? Have you heard the Lord is coming? <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> uh, what's another one you have? I have um, the strip club with Tony and Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was. Uh, it takes place because they went to go to dinner at at Sil- uh, Silvio's, at um, Vesuvio's. Vesuvio's. I couldn't think of the name like an asshole. Uh, they went to dinner and then. Charmaine is being Charmaine and treating them like shit like always. So they decide, hey, let's go check out the competition. Right. And they're sitting there doing shots, hanging out, looking at women. And the next thing you know, Silvio starts tapping Tony and pointing. And then the next thing you know, you see Jackie Jr. And this is when Tony has lost all respect for Jackie. Um he comes up, and this is the same thing he did, like when he caught him at the uh, casino. And I think was it the last episode, or two episodes ago? Yeah, it was last time. The last episode. So he's like, you know, he comes out, hey, you're having a little bit of fun and everything, and then he's like, Jackie's quickly pushes her off, and he he brings him into the bathroom and just wails on him and beats the shit out of him and tells him he's bottomed out because he saw the gun. Yeah. And uh, it's just, 
brutal. He, like, he gets the shit kicked out of him. And I think it was deserved. Well deserved. What did you think about the scene? He says, yeah, he says to him, great line from Tony here. He says, all I did was tell your old man what a good kid you are and all you do is hurt me. And it just, it's, it's tough. The casino was, you know, stupidity on Jackie's part because he knows who, who runs this place. Like, why are you there? You know, you probably, you know, there's a good chance Tony's going to show up. The strip club here just seemed like really shitty luck. You know, like you mentioned at the top, they're only there because Charmaine was an asshole to Tony. And he said, fuck this and let's get out of here. And they wound up at this strip club. You know, it's not like, it's not like Jackie would have went to the Bing you know, to get a lap dance. He was probably a couple towns over and just, you know, through sheer terrible luck, you know, it was, it was dumb that he was there to begin with because he's dating the boss's daughter, but you know, it was just terrible luck that he ran into Tony there. It was, it was all around just unlucky for Jackie. And I just feel like that's his, his life in this show is he's unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the turn? Is that me or you? No, yeah. What's another one you got? I got a Santa here. I, the the... great scene. I I got this as well. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we kind of go back and forth between we're, we're seeing pussy Santa and Bobby Santa. And, you know, obviously if we're doing a Santa, we're doing a Santa tourney. I think, I think pussy wins this one kind of going away. Oh, there's nobody's voting for, for Bobby as Santa. (laughs) <laughs> but so we we go to a flashback here and pussy shows up as santa he's shit-faced he's i don't know what he's on i don't know if he's just drunk or he's high or maybe a little bit of both i think he comes in- i think he's just trash and then he's trying to get information also yeah he's asking tony like kind of like direct questions about the garbage business it was kind of weird you know we saw this at uh aj's communion where he's kind of at same thing, like asking very direct questions, and it was just—it was really weird. So the same thing with Jimmy too, when when he was a rat, asking direct questions. These are things that like rats are doing. They're just, you know, they're not talking in code. They're just very, very direct asking about business, which is kind of weird. Kind of gives yourself away. But at this point, you know, for Pussy, I guess the thought that Pussy could even be a rat never entered any of these guys' heads. I, I uh, think to this day the best rat is Raymond. He never got caught. I mean, spoiler, he, he died and they he he died before anyone could catch him. And and I, I love that during the week they don't make stand up guys like him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Ray that Ray was, went through the whole series. Okay. Never but I like how uh and then we go we go to the present day, we see Bobby as Santa Claus. I love I love uh rewind a little bit where uh Bobby's like saying he doesn't want to be Santa Claus and Paulie just gets right in his face. He's like, the boss of this family says you're Santa Claus. So you're Santa Claus. I feel so bad for Bobby, but you know what? And this is why I'm glad you brought up this scene because I have it too. This is the last time we see Bobby as just a straight up pushover. Yeah. Because starting from the next episode on, he starts getting a lot more respect. Yeah, definitely he's going to show Pine Barrens is the next episode. He's definitely going to show his value there. And yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that's a good point there. It's kind of the last time he's a pushover here. I love he gets in the he gets into the fight with the kid. He says, You're going on the naughty list. The kid says, Fuck you, Santa. Whoa, you can't talk to Santa that way. Yeah. 
uh, Silvio and Polly make the kid apologize. You can tell the kid's mother like knows who these people are. She's kind of like terrified, uh, <laughs> and she makes her son apologize. It's so funny. He's like, you already got a toy. No, I didn't. Yeah. Tony comes. So- Why don't you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I don't like this. I don't, I'm not very awkward. He said, "I think he says shyness is a curse." <laughs> yeah, he's got so he's he's had so many one-liners that Tony's just ripped apart. Like I remember season two when he goes to the winner goes to spoils. Shut the fa- shut your fat fucking mouth and get out of here. He's, yeah, take your quotations book, shove it up your fat fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, God. So that was um, the last one I have written down here is is the Christmas morning scene. Did you? I think that's towards the end. Did you have anything you wanted to touch on before that? I actually had the same one. That's the last one I have. Okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, I get. I guess, you know, Carmela didn't appear like she wanted visitors at this point because she wanted this to be the family time. So she didn't really look happy that Jackie showed up. And I don't, I think probably the only person happy that Jackie showed up was Meadow. Yeah. Well, you know, AJ didn't give a shit because he just wanted his stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> gives her a necklace. Um, you know, he goes in the kitchen, talks to Tony a little bit. He tells Tony, he flunked out of Rutgers. He tells this bullshit story about how he's going to design men's suits. Just what a mess this guy is. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, uh, I'm gonna be a designer. I'm, I, I'm going to Fashion Institute. Yeah, sure you are, Jackie. Sure, and and I love what Tony, like what Tony says. It it like rever- reverberates. I think is the word, or I'm saying it wrong because I'm too. No, you're good. I think I think yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but um, he says to him, you know, I still haven't figured out what I'm gonna do with you. Yeah, and that just it gives you chills when he says it because he's the only one who's supposed to like you know he's the only one who's really had his back, right. And everything, and like you know, he permitted to, like you know, he was very happy about Meadow and uh, Jackie being together, especially after Uncle Ben, um, which was such a terrible comment he made. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, know, you know, he let him down in so many ways, and so many times he let him down. So it was, it's just awful. Like you know, and, and you see how disappointed he is because. You, like you said earlier, like you know, he told his he told his father how good he was, like you yeah. know, such a good kid, and he was just awful. Right, and of course, the scene ends with Jackie eventually leaving Meadow, giving Tony the big mouth, big mouth Billy Bass. Oh yeah, what a what a nice fuck you at the end of that episode. Oh, because I mean, we saw obviously we saw previously what how Tony reacted when Georgie put the the. Uh, the same fish in the office. He just beat the shit out of him with it. Obviously, he's not going to do that to Meadow. That fish has been a bigger guest star in the season than a lot of people. Right. <laughs> so it, the 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 fake smiles from Tony are just a great, great, uh, great acting there by by Gandolfini. Just s- solid there. Really funny end to this episode. Don't forget about it. I got a few here. I actually, uh, I only got one. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'll go first, and we can sandwich yours in there. Um, I have Tony. There. Uh, Paulie and Ralphie are having a little dispute over the the sports book, and 
Tony seems to side with Ralphie here. And he, he says to Tony straight up, he said, your sports book versus millions coming in from the Esplanade. And Paulie doesn't look happy. He goes, I knew you'd side with him. This is going to be kind of like bubble over a little bit in the next couple episodes. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that is a big that's going to that's going to get worse and worse. That one. Yeah, a little little Paulie Ralphie beef. Want to keep an eye on. What uh, you got? I have played and simple um, just because the next episode, Valerie. Yeah. Okay. That's, I, I lied. I have two. And that was my second one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's a big one. Um, such a great character, drinking vodka in the morning and everything. But then, you you know, what's going to happen next. And so, such an amazing, amazing thing. And yeah, next episode, I have a real, I have a lot of problems with next episode. But I, it's <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of the show. Sure. But it still have a lot of episodes, a lot of episodes, a lot of uh, issues. But yeah, that's a big, that's going to be a big contributing factor. I wouldn't, Pine Barrens, I would say is probably the most popular episode of the series. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I don't even know if I put it in a top five. No, as far as popularity, there's a lot of quotable lines. There's a lot of memorable scenes. Sure. Um, but I have to agree. I wouldn't put it on my top five. It's a, it's one of my, like, you know, it's like a favorite of mine, Sure, but not something that I wouldn't even put it in my top 10 episodes, to be honest with you. Yeah. We definitely have long-term parking and the season five there. So, or the penultimate of season five, is it the penultimate or the finale? Long-term parking. That was the second to last. Yeah. With Adriana, that would be, uh, that would be up there one or two, but We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Valerie, definitely someone you want to keep an eye on here. Nitpicks. I got I got one here. Uh, Tony, he directly tells Melfi. Not, he doesn't say pussy's name, but he said he had a friend and he found out he started working for the federal government. It seemed weird that he would just directly say that because when Tracy died a couple episodes ago, he gave a fake analogy about somebody uh, who worked at the garbage company dying. And he was obviously talking about Tracy. So I don't, I don't know why he didn't talk in code here. It just seemed weird. I'll Even be, though she legally I, can't say anything. I think the reason he talked in code the, with that one because he's, because Carmela was there. Yeah, but he's really careful. So I, I don't I, maybe you're maybe you're right. And he, he would have just if Carmela wasn't there, he would have said what happened. But he, he, he seems he's very careful, notoriously. Oh, and, yeah, like, uh, he's always watched exactly what he said. But I feel like that's faded as the show has gone on with her and him, their relationship. Yeah, and there is the, you know, he could he could tell her, you know, I, I killed pussy on the boat and she can't say anything unless he said, I'm going to do some, a crime. I think no. that's how therapy works. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. Or I, you know, I, I get my, my information from television. That's my <laughs> next job, actually. I'm going to be... <laughs> therapist who does best <laughs> and works on, on uh works on helping people uh with their cars <laughs> my special thing um and i have two nitpicks go uh, for it the first one is uh, and i have it simply as the hair and then exclamation exclamation because in those flashbacks the hair was so terrible on tony and <laughs> and on pussy like they did a really bad job with the hair i felt uh, not as bad as Silvio in uh, Many Saints of Newark, but it, <laughs> um, so that that kind of a little bit. And then um, 
something we've talked about, the continuity. Yeah. Uh, just because the continuity, is, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, when you see the first season, Pussy doesn't look like anything's going on. Nothing, Nothing's wrong until the last couple of episodes when they bring it up. Yeah. And... And then all of a sudden, like, you get these flashbacks and it shows clear signs that he seems like he's turned. And he's like, because, you know, like, he goes to touch his stomach in the flashback. Whoa, whoa, get off me, you know? Right. And and everything and asking the questions and, and the stories. So it just didn't connect for me. It was clear. It was clear that in the beginning of the show, I mean, and you and I have talked about this before, that it was a decision made later to turn pussy into a rat. Because in the beginning of the episode, 46 long, the second episode, which might be the best pussy episode of the series, arguably, it was it was clear this guy is just a stone-cold gangster, I, I believe, as Chris said, or as maybe Tony referred to him as that. And, yeah, there was no plans at that point to make him a rat. So it, it's weird. And we see that... I mean, not weird, but it just, it's something fun to analyze, you know, as two guys talking about this show on a podcast see the same thing a little bit in better call Saul where all the events of that show happen. And then you go back and watch breaking bad and you're like, all right, we know this stuff happened, but we know that it wasn't thought of at this point. If you're a sophisticated TV viewer, you're looking at that like, yeah, it's fun to speculate and visualize, but you know, these things weren't thought of at this, at this point in time. And same with pussy early on. I agree. All right. Where are we still on nitpicks? Uh, I'm done with my nitpicks. I, I am also I'm also done. Uh, friends of ours. I just got one here, and it was uh, uh, Valerie Vitali Baganov. I, I hope I said that right. You mm-hmm. know, not excellent in my Russian pronunciation. Close. Um, yeah, Niznayo. That means I don't know. So nope. that, I, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, my guy here. He's got 26 IMDb credits. Uh, he's had, a, had an arc on The Americans, which one of my favorite shows, uh, Law & Order. But I think everybody's been on Law & Order at some point. So he's he's been around. I've been on Law & Order. That's how, that's how quick it is. You know? My brother my brother was actually – I'm not even kidding. My brother actually was on Law & Order. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Played a, a child molester. Oh. Not, I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, was a, he was a child molester. He was part – there was like a, a pedophilia ring. And there was there was like a don there was a don of the pedophilia ring that wasn't my brother he was just my brother was like a, a foot soldier he was like it was Brendan Falone of level pedophile yeah <laughs> the Jackie Junior Carlo Brendan Falone take your pick he was a Bevel Aqua <laughs> hey, you know what I liked Brendan Falone I thought he could, I really was upset when they killed him off so quickly because I thought he could have been a good part of the show sure yeah yeah those. I, that was my brother. I had the same one. That's really all I had. Okay. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. I got a, I got a few of these here. Um, Ray Curdo. I just thought it was funny. We talked about him earlier. You know, he's talking. To, he's talking shit about pussy. He's like to turn it to turn your back on your friends like that. He's like it's despicable. <laughs> like while well, he's probably wearing a wire in that scene. That's funny. Uh, I only have one, and um, it's a comment, and it's one of you, one of the ones you would usually get. Um, the part of young Jackie Jr. was actually played by uh, Carbone's brother, Matt Carbone, uh, Matt Carbone. Yep, I had that in mind as well. 
that which I thought was really clever because I was like, you know, he looks so familiar. And I was like, they must have did the aging thing on him. Like, you know, like I thought that at first, like all these years, it's all I, I ever thought. And then while I was looking at IMDb, I was like, wait a minute, they have the same last name, but different first names. I was like, what the, holy shit, that's his brother. That's so fucking, because he looked just like him. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it for the first time and I didn't, I had no awareness at that point that that was his, his younger brother. But I was, I was like, that looks like Jackie Jr., but not quite. And, but I never but I don't think IMDb was around in 2001 when this aired. So I not like I could go to the Internet and reference it. No. And like you would think, because, you know, I've seen some, some of the movies, they had some of the aging stuff where they've done. So that's all I thought they did was they aged them like they they made him younger. And that's like I was like uh, okay, but that's it was very clever and very yeah. David Chase. Yes, absolutely. I got one more here, and it's kind of ha- same same kind of principle having to do with rats. Uh, Tony, when he's in the basement talking with Pussy, not talking with Pussy, but talking with Silvio about Pussy, mm-hmm. uh, he complains that Meadow took the lamp back to Columbia with her. From the garage, the lamp that's bugged by the FBI. Yeah, so she hadn't done that. They would have been talking about, you know, Kill pussy it. and what what they did with him while while he's on the wire. So, oh yeah, that could have been very bad for him. That would have that would have sucked. Yeah. So, thank you, Meadow. <laughs> uh, awards time. Uh, MVP of the episode. Which way did you go? I'm curious. Before uh, I tell went, mine, I went with the low hanging fruit, and I went with Tony on this one. Okay, well, what's uh, it just, Tony? just the overall power in the episode? He's got he had so much, so much play in this episode throughout the whole episode. He was going on, and you know, he was the biggest. I, I think he was the biggest part of the episode, so it's hard to not make him the MVP of it. Yeah, and that was a, I didn't go that way but I almost did. And like you said, low hanging fruit. And I, I didn't want to go low hanging fruit, but it, it was tough not to, but I didn't. And I went with Bobby. I just thought, I thought him as, as Santa Claus, you, you mentioned like this is kind of the last episode where he, he's a pushover. And I just thought, he, I thought he was really funny as Santa Claus. And I thought he brought some comic relief to this episode. And I, his he presence did. is great. I, I love Steve Sharipa. He did definitely put some good levity in the episode. Yeah. So, so that for those reasons, I went, I went with Bobby. Uh, how many boxes of ZD did you give this one? I gave it a, a straight eight on this one. We are in sync because I also gave this a straight eight. It, it's a good episode. Um, very short. So, but they, they, they really got to the point and uh, it's really building up nice for the next few episodes. Totally agree. Uh, trivia. Do you want to go first? Or would you like me to? I will go first. Hit it. All right. When Aaron, okay, you ready for this one? Yes. When Aaron passed out while he was prepping the food, <laughs> what was his knife stuck in the middle of? Was it celery, an onion, carrots, or a potato? <laughs> um, I'm blindfolded, throwing a dart here, and I'll, I'll say it's the carrots. No, it was an onion. Uh. Yeah. Knife in the middle of an onion while he was passed out sleeping. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> I, I, I need to like look closer at these things when I'm watching the episodes. Um, all right. So we do see Pussy. This is actually his second appearance in season 
three. We saw him briefly show up in the mirror as kind of, I guess, just like a joke from David Chase and Prashai Lavushka. Yeah. Um, so this is his second appearance here. So we have two there that I, I just mentioned. After season two, how many total appearances does Vincent Pastor make in the series? Mm. Is it one, two, three, four, five, or six? You know, it's probably not one. No, I know. I already know one. I, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a shot in the dark because it's been a while since I counted. But I'm going to say three. Okay, it's actually four. Yeah, so we got Prashai Lavushka to save us all from Saints Power, the episode we're doing tonight. And then he shows up in the test stream in season five. I think everybody shows up in the test stream. That's the one I remembered him in. Yeah. And then he's in Remember When. I got to, I don't remember if it was a dream. That was the episode, I believe, where Tony and Polly have to go on the run because of a body. So I don't know. If, I don't remember if Pussy showed up in a dream, but he's in the episode. Okay. So we got, he, he comes up, he comes back four times from after season two. I see. I, I thought it was three because I forgot about that one. I remember. I, I remember him being in the test stream. Yeah, everybody was in the test stream. <laughs> yes, even even uh, the cop from season one. Yeah, John Heard. I yeah can't wait. To, well, I mean, that's a while away. That was. I remember watching that episode, and I, 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 I wasn't on any substances, but it felt like I was on like every drug. <laughs> I think. I think that's going to be the episode, people, that we might be baked for. So just... maybe <laughs> we might have to be. <laughs> uh what's something good you watch this week um i actually started watching just because i saw a video mm-hmm. uh the good wife okay go on uh and, and i'm uh you know shout out to somebody who's actually gonna make an appearance in uh the next next season yeah, juliana margulis and um it's not bad um i just started that and then i um Started watching, uh, what's it called? What's that show? Uh, it's a new show on Bert and Tuki, uh, Tuka on uh, HBO Max. It's called Bert and Tuka? Yeah, it's a cartoon, but it, it's, it's like an adult cartoon kind of thing. Okay. Uh, somebody told me to watch it. It's, it. I watched the first episode. I'm gonna give it another episode try. It's got. It's kind of weird and like that, like adult animation kind of thing. So definitely, you know, definitely, I like the adult animation. I, I, you know, some of my favorite shows are like Archer and Family Guy back in the day. But yeah, what night is this on HBO? I, I, I the whole first season's on already. Okay, so. That's why I saw it because they said it was somebody mentioned that it's already the whole season's on. Okay. So, like I, I caught the first episode because uh haven't been able to sleep lately, um, waiting to go to the dentist, fun times. Okay. Um, so I've been getting to watch a lot of things. Also, uh, a movie I watched was uh Face Off, the rewatch. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're doing that on the podcast next week. Yes, I can't wait. And such a great movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely holds up. We'll definitely uh, be diving deeper into that in a couple of days. I can't wait for it. Now, let me ask you a question. Go on. Do you think, 
because it, it, uh, Nicolas Cage and John and Travolta are, are fucking phenomenal in this movie. Mm-hmm. Who do you think played better the other person, Travolta or Nicolas Cage? I think this was Cage's movie. Just I when I th- when I think of Nick Cage, and there's been so many great things. I I would imagine a lot of people. They might jump to uh, Raising Arizona or the movie he won the Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas. But for me, I, I, I go right to face off. So I think this is his movie. Travolta was excellent in this movie, but I I would, you know, not to spoil who I'm going to make the MVP. But yeah, I think this is Cage's movie. And I thought he was great. And I loved him as Castro Troy. And then, you know, playing Archer too. He was, he was just really great. It just, I mean, both these guys just to be pure evil and then go back to being good for both of them to switch back and forth. You know, what, what a feat it's, it's an, it's an achievement. I think I got to say, and I've seen a lot of movies. So have you, um, the range in one single movie from two people. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been, been done. And, I, I, I'm a couple of movies I liked with uh, Nicolas Cage, like Eight Millimeter and yeah. um, Snake Eyes, which was a good one. De Palma, uh, yeah. This this has to be my favorite performance by Nicolas Cage, I and mean, he's had a lot of weird movies, a lot of good movies, and a lot of bad movies. Like you know, he's really done the range of everything, but this I think is his his. I, I think he should have won. I, I know they don't win awards for these kind of movies, but I think this is the, the one he should have won an Academy Award for. Yeah. I, I, if he did, I wouldn't have had any issue with it. What about you? What's some things you watch this week? So I'll go, I'll go movie TV. I saw this movie, uh, this Amazon original Samaritan. Did you hear about this at all? I'm avoiding it because it looks so bad. It, you know, it, you know, not going to, you're not, you're not going to see it at Oscar season, <laughs> but it was good. If, if you want like a kind of a mindless action movie, this is kind of, this is what's what I would suggest, you know, Sylvester Stallone, this is basically the plot of Logan and the, the plot is even an original, but it was a fun movie. Sylvester Stallone plays this guy, Samaritan, who's this aging action hero who's in hiding. He allegedly killed his brother in, in a superhero battle. And he's kind of been like living his life as just like a regular guy in this apartment building. And he does have some like cool, there's some cool action sequences here. He's got a f- couple of funny one-liners. Um, a lot of, if you watch a lot of TV, there's a lot of familiar faces in here. Uh, Javon Walton plays the kid who kind of like looks up to him and spots him. He was in one of the kids in euphoria uh, pillow Aspeak. I'm probably mispronouncing his name. He's the villain in this movie. He played Euron Greyjoy in game of Thrones. So you see a lot of uh, Dasha Polanco is in this. She was in uh, orange is the new black. So, a lot, of, a lot of familiar faces if you watch a lot of TV. And Stallone here, I thought he was really good. You know, Stallone like Nicolas Cage. I think he's he's both of these guys have been in a lot of bad movies, but they've never been bad in a movie. I agree. I, yeah. I, that, um, I, I like Stallone a lot. Um, yeah. It, it, we'll, we'll get into that next week because there's something funny about that. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I might give it a try, but I saw the trailer. He just looks so uninterested in this movie. I get that's part of the role. Cause he's trying to be like low key. He doesn't want people to know who he is. No, I understand. But you know, when some people like, 
I don't know if you agree with me. Did you watch um, Hawkeye? Yeah. Didn't it look like Jeremy Rainey didn't want any part of that show? Oh, yeah. No, I said, I, I've said that because that was on the same time as Mayor of Kingstown. And it was, you watch Mayor of Kingstown, and he was fucking going for it in that show. And then Hawkeye, he's just kind of like there. Yeah, so I, that's how it looked in the trailer. I don't know if that was just because that's what he's supposed to be playing. So maybe it's me giving him an unfair uh, shot, but yeah, you know, and you're right. He really has, there's been, he's been in a lot of bad movies, but like I could think of one, him with Kip Pardue. It's called Drive. Driven. Driven. There you go. Driven. It, yeah. Yeah. Drive is the Gosling movie. Driven is, yeah. Burt Reynolds too. Yes. And, and it was such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't bad in it. And, like, you know, he's got a couple of lines. I love, you know, even though you can't hardly make out what he says, <laughs> it's like monologue scenes where he goes into talking for a long period of time, like for a good, like, you know, like he'll do like a five minute talk or like a couple of minutes straight of just like speech. He's really like powerful. Like, I, I one I think of all the time, and everybody references in post is the one from, uh, Balboa, uh, Rocky Balboa, when he does it with uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yep. And how he goes into that that scene like you gotta want it. And this, he's like, he gives great performances in everything he's done. And this guy, he's really started from nothing and really made himself into something special. I, I, I will say that. And I 100% agree with you as far as the great actor in shitty movies sure yeah what? i mean he, he he could get you to watch a bad movie just like yes yeah. there's, there's a lot of guys like that. sam rockwell is another one that comes to mind he's been in some stinkers but he's been he's made a lot of bad movies good just with his performances so there's, there's a lot of guys like that so you probably talk about those all day on the tv side i'm i'm really into house of the dragon this is kind of appointment television for me have you started this at all uh, I haven't started it yet. Um, uh, this is something that me and the missus want to watch. Okay. Um, and as we were talking about for a reason for last week, this is the time of the year where it's back to school time. So it, it's been very crazy and hectic to try and get some, some moments together to do that. So we're going to wait a couple more weeks. Everything starts going in full gear and then we're going to start it because it's something I'm interested in. I heard it's been phenomenal. Yeah. There was a thing that you posted earlier that, uh, that what's it called? The writer already left the show? Yeah, Miguel Sapachnik, who directed uh, a lot of the biggest episodes of Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, uh, Hard Home, just uh, like basically all the, all the huge battle scenes he was responsible for. And it just said... Uh, he he worked for the sh- worked on the show for the last three years, and he's stepping away. And Alan Taylor, who's a, a alumni of the show, is taking over as the co showrunner. So uh, I'm I'm not worried about it. But if That's something I'm definitely interested into getting into because there's a lot of hype behind it, and uh, I'm excited to see the uh, Targaryen side of this uh, story. It's it's really cool, and just you know, Matt Smith is kind of we're led to believe he's the villain at this point as, as Prince Damon. But I, I think the, the real battle is going to go on between the, the two, the two girls here, uh, 
Renera and Alicent. We're we're going like episode one to two was a six month jump in okay. the time frame. We didn't really see that with, with Thrones too much. It was kind of uh straightforward with timelines. And from what I read already on the internet, episode three is going two years in the future. We have this the events take place, they tell you in the very first scene. The events of the show take place 172 years before the birth of Daenerys. Okay. So we got a, we got a lot of time to play with here before we're even like flirting with getting anywhere near that stuff. So okay. So then yeah, that sounds like it's very interesting. And I I, I like I said, you know, we've talked about this many times about the bad taste the last season left in every, <laughs> but it's still a very tasty. Uh, a tasty drink i will say that so I, i'm definitely willing to see what this goes because that show is that show is i don't care what anybody says it's one of the top 10 shows ever made and you know once once episode one started and you're back in this world and you're seeing all these these towns again that you got so used to visiting for the last for 10 years that thrones was on it it was it was cool being back in this world and I, I, you know, any sour grapes from the finale are basically gone. They, they got me. I'm here. And that's all it takes. It's literally all it takes. You know, everybody deserves redemption. Sure. Where can we follow you at? Uh, you can follow me at, on uh, Instagram at uh, Twinkie 730. Or you could follow me and my friends, uh, Arcade Wars, on Instagram. Uh, it's Arcade underscore Wars. Duh, duh, duh. Never mind. Um, and uh, <laughs> we have some competitions. We're on a little bit of hiatus because uh, we have a new member of our family. My friend just gave birth to his first son. Well, he congratulations. Did, wife did, but uh, yeah. So we have a new new member of the. Uh, of the Arcade Wars family. Very nice. Glad to hear it. How about you? Where can we follow you? I am the same handle, at DDEM2000. That's where you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. We also have an Instagram for this show. It's at It's the Jacket Pod. Well, we post quizzes, show updates, polls, etc. on there. Um, yeah, give us a follow on there. And... If you want to talk about Sopranos or any other show, movie, what have you, with Anthony, myself, or a bunch of other great people, you can join the Movie and Television Talk Facebook group. Just type that into a group search. We are the red cover photo. We got a banger coming up next time. What episode is that? We have Pine Barrens. A yes. Very special episode. Yeah, yeah. We well, we just we kind of talked about it earlier. It's arguably the most popular episode of the show, but probably not our favorite but it's it's up there it's, it's a great episode it's a great episode and i just this episode makes me appreciate bobby this next episode <laughs> yeah and also appreciate heat yes and ketchup and relish packets <laughs> all right my friend well it's great to chat with you as always always a pleasure dave you got it and thank you everybody for listening we'll catch you next time night everybody everybody, everybody.